Hi, this is Alex Jaffe again. Rachel, JP, and I have been at the ASOR conference for a couple of days, although frankly it feels like about a month and a half. But on our last full morning, after sitting around by ourselves like a bunch of schmucks, we were thrilled to be joined by Dr. Margaret Cohen and by Professor Alexandra Ratzlaff and Professor Andrea Berlin. As you'll hear, many of our questions were the same, but the answers were quite different. Okay. <clears throat> we, have a, we, have, we have a rare treat. What the hell's this? That's not the rare treat. No, that's the wrong, some kind of preposterous text. Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> like a little kitten with, with fluff. Um, it's, our, it's our privilege, our thrill, to have... Um, a loyal listener. Our loyal listener. Our loyal listener. Possibly the loyal listener. <laughs> the listener we've been talking about. Well, I can't. A li- no, let's A not. listener. All right. <clears throat> um, Dr. Margaret Cohen, now resident of Tucson, Arizona. Indeed. The old Pueblo. <clears throat> That's right. The old Pueblo. A, a wildcat in all but... Well, let's not get too careful. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've been going to conferences for quite a while now. Yeah. Indeed. You've been... Probably of all sorts. Have, yes, all sorts, because you, you cover a lot of different areas. That's right. In your scholarship. Yes. And uh, you've probably gone to conferences in Europe and conferences in, in uh, North America. So we have a couple conference questions. All right, yeah. let's hear them. <clears throat> um, what's your best conference experience? And it can be any conference. Anything. <clears throat> Galactically. It can be from hot tubs to trenchant discourses on post-processual, pre-professional, preposterousness. Wow, wow. Well, uh, (laughs) that's a a lot of offerings. Thank you, JP. (laughs) Um, I have to say that um, a a good, I think, uh, conference experience was actually a series of, I believe it was, a series of SBL years where my graduate student cohort would sort of you know, get together to kind of catch up and reminisce. But for some strange reason, uh, we went out to eat and we had macaroni and cheese yeah. every time we went out. It became, you know, the thing. I'm gonna make a note of that. And so, you know, we were in Boston and we were in Atlanta and we were in, you know, all the uh, big SBL meeting cities and yet macaroni and cheese became the sort of <laughs> constant meal that we would go out and get together and see everyone. So in Boston Great. it would be the macaroni and cheese with lobster. Exactly. So ex- that's exactly right. In each case there was, you know, kind of a local twist. <laughs> right. oh, some were better than others. We would, you know, make some comparisons. Right. So, right. uh yeah, those were those were good days. Okay. You know, we haven't done that in a while. Food is important. At so, these things. food is very important, but so is getting together with your old cohort, That's eating and sharing stories, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard a great lecture, a great talk on that. Just this. Really? Yes, That's it great. Was brilliant, and That's it was excellent. Really, really well done. 
and very enjoyable. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you were there. <laughs> well, what's your worst conference experience or memory? Oh, my gosh. We've had people report about food poisoning. We've had people report about missed appointments, missed all sorts of... Yeah. Yeah, it's a shocking Well, uh, a shocking I mean, I list, think really. obviously the worst thing that's going to happen, right, is that you have an interview at a conference <laughs> and it goes badly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. So for sure, I think that I'm going to rank that up there. Has that happened? It has. To people <laughs> that you know or to you? I think both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a very, yeah. a very uh, chastened moment. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and what I did you learn from that? I learned that wherever they're doing the um, interviews, they should have some restrooms very close by <laughs> so that you can like cry, you know, uh, right, privately. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, arrive That's a good early. Good idea, actually. Bring your own Kleenex. I thought you were going to say they should have like a full bar next to. Oh the yeah, area. I mean, th both of these things can can work. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to exclude any options. Right. <laughs> that reminds me of a story somebody told me. What was the name of? Those, the Egyptian archaeologists at Penn that we used to know. Anyway, he was this guy yes. was working in the Sudan, we don't names anyway. and and the, and he was being interviewed for a job. So they they said go up to Abu Simbel for your pro forma interview. So he took like a steamer from you know up, up the Nile, and it was and it had all been arranged, and it was just to meet him to make sure that he wasn't some kind of psychopath, and. That's how it was done back in the old days. Right. I'm old trying to think of who was. The I old, have no idea. Old, we don't name names. No, so, right? it was the old boys. It was right. old boys. Okay. I mean, this was quintessential old boys. All right, so let's ask, let's ask our... There's a steamer involved. <laughs> yeah. So what makes a good conference for you? I mean, you've already sort of given us a good a good hint. Yeah. But anything else? Um, it, Locations. Lots of restaurants around the, yeah, uh, lots I of think, good bars. Uh, for sure we need a good location, you know, that offers a lot of opportunity for good food and drink, obviously. Right. Um, I think, you know, I've really enjoyed this uh, hotel in particular. I mean, sort of the the visual stimulation here yeah, is incredible. Right. right. This is so a, a grand old... Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a nice, uh, a nice addition. Um, a good lobby, I think, ah, is really important. Nice. Interesting. Is yes. Good, good answer. Right? Interesting. Right. You need a good uh, area They've for seating, milling, <coughs> seeing people. The spatial dimension. Right. right. Avoiding people. Mixed reviews about this lobby. I agree. I would give it mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Some positives, but right. not perfect. Right? Yeah, not capacious. Not enough potted plants to sort to of hide behind. To hide behind right. and pillars that you can mm -hmm. duck right. next to. Yeah. Alcoves for private conversations. I love the bank of elevators, though. Yes. I mean, yeah, that, that's you nice. don't see that uh, anymore. Also, yes. kind this of is old school. A Speaking of a steamer to Abu Simbel, it's you know kind of a sim similar. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Similar time. Yeah. Well, and we're sitting here once again at our booth in the <laughs> in the in the grand um, Louis the thirty second ballroom. <laughs> Um, it is very, and grand. it makes a big. Do you think it makes a big difference in the, in the nature of interaction to have um, historic spaces or, or something like that? Does it bring out something special, or is every conference room really the same as every other conference room? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with every conference room. It's <laughs> kind of the okay. same as every other conference room. But the vibe you get from the hotel carries over. I, I yeah, I would say the overall. Certainly, this room and. Some of the other spaces, but not so much the conference rooms. I mean, there's only so much you can do. That's you know, true. That's very true. Conference room. What was the first uh, conference you ever went to? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> 
I think I went to a regional SBL in uh, the, I guess, I think it was in Erie, maybe, Pennsylvania. Erie. Or, uh, oh, interesting. Some, a a well-known conference region. location. Exactly. Right. I believe it was like a Motel 6 or Lovely, something. Yes. I mean, not yeah. quite, but it was, it was pretty close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think I, you know, I was a graduate student. I think I gave a paper and... Wow, you know, it was right. just Then you had to drive really back in bad. a snowstorm or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. I, I, I just sort of drove there for the day, I think, and came back right. or something like that. Didn't really know anyone. And mm. It was, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty sketchy. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, well, what, uh, what makes for a good conference presentation in your, in your mind? Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, there's kind of the classic advice, you don't want too many words on your PowerPoint, you want right. to speak slowly and clearly, you want to tell everyone what you're going to say, then you say it, then you tell them what you said, you know, all the standards <laughs> apply You want to walk the walk and talk the talk. Let's, let's punch but, through the standard. Okay, okay. But yeah, I think we're not, we're going standards. very non-standard. Okay. Well, I think some humor is always good, mm -hmm. right? I always appreciate... Is there enough of that these days? I don't think so. I would like a little more humor, a little, a little more, more levity. Humor. Yeah. Um, Even if the down. jokes fail, I appreciate the effort, you know? Right. And, ah. and, and I give a... I, I will, I'll always give a, it's not a laugh in, or a... It's not you know. inculcated in in um, graduate school these days. A sense ah, of humor. This I, okay. These this days, I don't know. <laughs> Any days. Okay. Can oh, wait, we, wait. Yeah, we need so to let, let me reposition our our high technology here, just a little bit, and hopefully it will. You Omni. You might want to lean a little. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been joined by uh, two new guests. So we're going to roundtable it now. Um, <laughs> Alex Ratzloff from uh, Brandeis University and uh, Andrea Berlin is with us from Boston University. Uh, and we are talking about conferences. We're, we're getting real. We're getting yeah. down with our, with our people here about conferences. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And we have a bunch of questions, but I just introduced a new question, so I'll ask the, the new question. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, so we're going to work backwards. Which is, what was the first conference you ever went to? ASOR. ASOR. Mm. Which one? Do you remember? Oh, God, I don't <laughs> And more importantly, it doesn't matter which one. What was your impression? So you're at a conference for the first time. You're hearing and meeting the people behind the articles that you've been forced to consume and digest. <laughs> and now you get to see them. Shock, appalled, oh. <laughs> disappointed. A little a surprise. A surprise, surprise at oh, people that's a, who I that's a, that's a very know, anodyne I looked, response. I looked <laughs> up to and you know, right. I, I was coming to the conference to see for the first time and I only knew they existed in books and articles. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, they're so dynamic on the page and then coming to their first <laughs> paper <laughs> and just being set back. Wow. Disappointing. I, I can't believe and, and I'm thinking, wow, I made the right choice, not you know, going mm. in this direction or working with Sonsa. Right. But yeah, being surprised <laughs> that somebody can be an amazing writer and just not be dynamic at all in person. And that that maybe be the first time that I was exposed to the fact that those are two different skill sets. Mm. Like right. <laughs> you can be an amazing researcher and not a great teacher or a great presenter. Right. See, if this was the after dark edition, we would say no names, no names. I, and then right. she would proceed to name some names right. because of the bourbon. And, right. I was so, just gonna say it's a good thing that you have a no name policy. Yeah. Well, no, that that no name policy strict. got blown out of the water last night. Uh, but a small redheaded man. Yes. <laughs> kind of undid <laughs> years of work for us. Andrew. 
Yeah, what was what was your first conference? My first conference was when I was a graduate student already at the University of Michigan, and for 15 years or so, the only conference that I went to was the AIAs, the okay. Archaeological right. Institute of America. Right. But by the time I started going Very tweedy. to the AIAs, I had been working in the field for a long time. Okay. I had already been working in the field. And the thing that I noticed year after year after year, but didn't have the skills to process, was how there were two parallel universes of archaeology that seemed not to intersect <laughs> the field and the conference. It's a multiverse. Interesting. But they were really had nothing to do with each other. Huh. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do with that for years and years. I actually never even thought about them as the same thing. Huh. And I, I think that's a problem in the field. But even, even if you went to a paper that was, you know, this is how I spent my summer vacation, this is what we found, you still felt there was a dissonance? Well, the, uh, I didn't go to those sorts of papers because the AIAs they didn't have no. those oh, sorts right. of papers. Ah. So there's although a lot of the Delta first Doric peplos uh, being over right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, although the first the A in AIA the... is archaeological. <laughs> right. Right. It was classical archaeology. Yeah. I went to yeah. the AIA for years before I ever gave a paper. I was too intimidated <coughs> to give a paper at AIA, but because yeah. I dug with people and knew people from the field at ASOR, I felt more comfortable giving sure. my first paper here. I felt, I'm not going to be judged maybe as much. Right. So this is the people kind of know me. Yeah. I think even my graduate students now find this much less traumatic and they get a lot of feedback and they talk they, they talk to people more about their papers um, just because there's this intimidation factor sometimes at the AA that, that you know that there's right. all these big names and it's very formal and well I'll, I'll tell you my story and I won't name, name, name any names the first <laughs> conference I went to ASOR in Boston Ritz Carlton Hotel meeting at the bar with people that we know very well uh, that we would go on to become quite um, familiar with. Several sheets to the wind, holding forth, leaning over at unnatural angles onto. Actually, I wrote about this one place, someplace, <laughs> and that's when I realized: well, these are these are guys, and they were guys who who put their pants on. One leg at a time. Probably, yeah. probably two legs at a time, <laughs> or they attempted to with uncertain success because they're just like you and me, and, and I was not intimidated. And there have been very- The veil was lifted. The veil was lifted, thanks to, uh, thanks to alcohol. Right. It's well, and you've written about that. Worst <laughs> conference experience. It's a good segue Ooh. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you already answer this, Margaret? Um, I did. But just fast recap it for it me. It was a horrible interview. Because, so, of course, the interview process at a lot of these big conferences is a, you know, big element of going to the national meeting. So. Well, my worst conference experience is, in a way, nothing to do with the conference, except that it could only have happened at a conference. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, and uh, it might not be what you're going after, but no, it is. No, we're not going after anything. <laughs> but it is. There's no idea here We're trying to get to the phenomenological core. So it's a direct result of my complete inability to remember people's names. <laughs> oh, okay. And, okay. And, and uh, so one of the things that I actually love about conferences is that everybody's labeled. Right. I do. That's my favorite thing about conferences. But sometimes people get casual or they 
you know, you catch them at a later part of the day, right. the two sheets to the wind part of the day, and they're not wearing their, their marker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, one day at an AIA conference, I was walking down the hall and somebody said, Andrea, it's so good to see you. And I said, yeah, it's great to see you too. But I was already in trouble because I didn't know who it was. Mm, yeah. And then they started asking me. I mean, it was clear they knew me. Right. And we were supposed to really know one another. They asked me <laughs> questions about my children. They asked me questions about my job. So I am furiously going through the Rolodex in my brain while I am trying to keep up the semblance of an intelligent conversation, <laughs> pretending that I know what is going on. And I asked, and finally I thought, that I understood who this was. <laughs> and I asked a couple questions on, based on who I thought oh, yeah. it was. Oh. And, th and those questions worked. OK, okay. so they hit and, their mark. And then I managed to extricate myself from the situation. It was kind of getting sweaty. OK. And I was walking away, and I saw the person who I thought I had been talking to. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. But I had escaped. You yes. Escaped. <clears throat> and I thought, I've got to go back to my room right now and lie down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did. Yeah. did. Did you ever figure out who right. it was? No. No. Oh, really? Wow. Interesting. Right. So yeah. perhaps a listener will be able to, you know. If you Andrea Berlin and, and had a complete conversation. Yeah. The, the phone lines are open now. We have operators standing by. So please, uh, you know, or email us anonymously if you have to. Alex, do you have a oh, worst conference? Oh, yeah. okay. You're right. Uh, I, was, I was still, and this is, I think, I think right before I met you, because I was still flopping around my dissertation topic and, and without an advisor, oh, okay. my PhD, and you know, as it should be, <laughs> these things happen. But I was blessed later on, with Andrea. Um, but I was at a, a session and I was I was presenting what I thought might be my dissertation topic, and I just got skewered by somebody who I should have expected. Uh, you know, coming into this because they warned me that they were coming to my paper oh. and they just ripped me apart. And then before Bad they were form. able to finish, their advisor <laughs> told them to promptly sit their butt down because when they were a graduate student, they were in the same position I was and they made the same mistakes. So it was. It was little three D chess. It was a horrible experience, but it was also really yeah. rewarding to see that there is an evolution there. Yeah. <laughs> and that, well, that no matter that what. That a question, though. When you're in a presentation, listening to a presentation, and you hear something stupid, <laughs> um, whatever, whatever, should you, the listener, get up and say, J'accuse. <laughs> is, is that good form or is that bad form? Is that is that a service to the profession? Alex, the is that a rhetorical question? No, 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 no it's, we, we don't do rhetorical questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a very real podcast. There, there, there is conference etiquette. Yeah, and we train our students in conference yeah, etiquette. Yes. And conference etiquette is you stand up and you say, thank you for that fascinating study of fill in the blank. Oh yeah, everything that this person said to me was completely valid. And looking back, you know, I'm I'm glad for that input, but also to see his advisor tell him to shut up. Right, right. And, and basically yeah. just, just reflect on the fact, you might be a name now, but you were a graduate student at one point. Let's be more constructive right. about it. So that's it. a very special experience. It is both kind of the worst it and was the, the best. Worst, and it yeah. was rewarding but at was the moment the to be like, hey, yeah. if we skip the middle generation there, I've got his advice. Saying maybe I'm not so it's bad. It's good to have some yin, yin and yang kind of yeah. unity of opposites here. But yeah. um, well, there was that the famous story about 
somebody gave a presentation, and I think it was Morton Smith. The, the, yes. The biblical scholar uh, got up afterwards and said, thank you very much, and he went down the aisle and handed out his own um, oh. handouts, oh, which yeah. refuted allegedly uh, the content of the previous uh, some kind of Dead Sea Scrolls thing or something. And he went on to give his own presentation, essentially. Well, that's, of course, that's the bane of all presentations. Yeah. Yeah. When you ask for questions and, and someone starts giving a lecture. Right, right. How do you, when you are moderating a session, how do you deal with someone who has gone over or is going over? Oh, I have strong opinions about this. There we, let's, <laughs> have, let's have it. Wow. How about it? I have strong opinions about this because it is so unfair yes. to everybody yeah. else. Yeah. It Absolutely. is so yeah. wrong and it is so, so self-aggrandizing yes. and wrong. Yes. Right. So what, what, do you, do? what do you do? I loom. Oh, until okay. I until I loom, I get closer. And so you know, first I hold up the two minute thing. <laughs> yes, she raises herself to her full height. <laughs> I do, oh, Alex. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, so I, but you don't just sidle. You you loom. No, I loom. I mean, I actually decisively make my presence felt. So if they are studiously avoiding my gaze yes. and my little right. held up two minutes, well, one gaze. minute after one minute, if they haven't looked, I'm up. I'm standing right there next to them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, uncomfortable already. <laughs> just thinking Alex, about this. do you have any uh, techniques that you uh, utilize? Well, you know, something along the same lines, but I had a, a session hijacked from me once. Whoa. When I, when I was working for ASOR, when I was still a graduate student, and, you know, a session chair didn't show up, there was a problem. And I just had to step in. It was something, it was probably like Hebrew inscriptions. And I had like, obviously not in my wheelhouse. Right. And a, prof a very distinguished professor who is no longer with us was presenting a paper. And he just hijacked the entire session. And oh, <laughs> like, basically removed me <laughs> from any role in it. Oh, and yeah, in his paper, I couldn't say anything to him. You know, this was power. a pillar in our community. It's all about power. Power yeah, and authority. His paper took twice as long. In our next hour, I think uh, Michelle Foucault is going to be stopping by to talk about some of these He's down at the barbershop having his head shaved now. So we'll be seeing him in a little bit. So you were just... I couldn't do anything couldn't about do anything. it. Yeah, right. just well, you were a just a graduate student. What were you supposed to do? Yes, and this, yeah. you know, this was a person who has, like, you know, numerous things named after him, and most of the wow. session was about his work. And I'm just okay right. if, if that's what we should be doing. I guess that's fine. But, I had no but, idea. But that's like a 20. kind of unique experience because you know, here you are, however many years later, thinking about that, focusing on that, and it's it's a little bit unusual, this kind of full full hijacking. Well, but academics suck in general. I mean, I think that's... Well, yeah. that's the point of the whole <laughs> well, podcast. Right. <laughs> so, um, that's why I listen so long. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, dress up or dress down for, uh, for yeah. conferences? So I think the level, at, at least for um, women, um, ah. people, people who are um, dressing in a traditionally feminine way, I, my sense is that... The dressier they are, the more the, the younger they are, or earlier they yeah. are in their yeah. stage. Yeah. That graduate yeah. students. <laughs> so I should just be wearing a, a big caftan. <laughs> That's right. I feel like a graduate moo -moo. students dress very professionally. They're trying, you know, they. And I mean, I. The little I, black dress. I, I, I approve. I approve that hey. you know, they're trying to present right. a professional manner to right. show that they're, you know, uh, really making an effort, and I completely support that. 
But then I, I think if we look to some of our most senior, um, again, particularly maybe our some of our most senior female um, scholars, you see that I think that's much uh, more relaxed. I see a lot of, you know, maybe not jeans, but, you know, comfortable trousers. <laughs> well, there's some of the busiest people at the sweaters. meetings. You know, they're running you know, from meeting to meeting. cardigan. <laughs> comfortable shoes. So, yeah. I shoes think there important. is kind of a, a, a transition there that, okay. that okay. I think is fine, and yeah. I, I support it. Okay. <laughs> Sartorial comments? Um, I'll tell you that the best sessions in which to people watch for dress Ooh. on the feminine side yes. are the museum Ooh. sessions. Yes. Ah. Because the art historians, <coughs> yeah, they dress the best. Yeah. But they all wear, it's, they Good just point. wear black. No. 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 If no. they're from Some, New York City, they do. Sometimes yeah. leather is involved. Uh, and right. sometimes and the best accessories. And the best yeah. accessories. Smell burning leather. Shoes. <laughs> that have a point to them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. so this is yeah. from the, this is your, your, uh, your worth female watching. colleagues. What about the male colleagues? They're not worth watching. Not worth anything. It is. <laughs> no. it's yeah. Is it disappointing? Kind of. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, we Do know that we're disappointed. Do you just want to shun them as human beings? <laughs> do you just want to close the book on them? No, but they do make me feel that I'm in a different place than when I look at the women who oh, yeah. have decided to true. signal that ah, there's something going right. on. Yeah. The men are signaling, Whoa. I'm good the way but, I am. You know, I don't know. Maybe That's some of the, point. do you think yeah. some of yeah. the yeah. younger yeah. graduates? Some of the younger graduates students I've seen, yeah, some very, yeah, sharp dressing. I love some of the new bow ties and vests. They're putting some consideration into what they wear. That is interesting, too. But I think you're right. For us, I'm definitely wearing my work clothes. You know, if I whatever I teach in is basically the same things that come to Ace or now. But when I was first starting, oh, you know, I have to make an impression, and you know, this is the first time. What if I meet somebody who's important? You know, I'm I'm not wearing something nice. Okay. I may have said this earlier in our extended podcast edition, but um, very first day story I went to was here in this hotel 30-ish years really? ago. Really? Right? Yeah, 1987-88 when Chicago, uh, Acer was in Chicago. And um, I bought a new pair of dress pants for the occasion. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Gray slacks, which were very expensive on a graduate student budget, and I wore them. <laughs> Probably only for one day because they didn't want to repeat outfits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a because we feel that people are looking at us. This right. is you know so a piece really, of the misguided. So you really feel that, right? Because we've. we've I don't feel it. And I never felt like anyone was looking at me. <laughs> I always felt completely invisible. But and, you wear and, nice vests. No, well, regardless, and that's why when I would give a lecture, I would talk fast right. and yeah, try to say a million things because <laughs> it was the only time people were going to look at me. At and then I would be. Done. Well, and, and I want to send a, a message out to all the ladies. Oh my there. God! I, I, I think you should. I want to say right now. I want to say right to her. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Well, I'll edit that part out. Okay. Um, if you wear the same thing two days in a row, the, we're not going to notice. We're not worried yeah. about you. We're not worried about uh, you, uh, Alex. Oh. That's a complete misapprehension of who we're dressing for. So you're dressing for each other. Oh, yeah. That, Margaret, help him. And Rachel, that's help him. But then aren't you going to notice? Why would we I can tell you there is no help. But then why? So then, but aren't you then beating the Aren't you feeding the beast that you're rebelling against? We're not rebelling. We're rebelling. Oh, you're in it. You're in it. You're fine. We're rebelling. Yeah. So it's a kind of competition. It's not no, a competition. It's not, it's not a competition. It's like a headset festival. 
What is the matter with you guys? Where should we start? Can I tell you though, it's a pleasure. You know, usually it's the three of us, and here we've got three other women sitting here. So this is going to be a standalone. This will be a standalone. That's the other thing. Like we appreciate it. I see Andrea wearing a cute sweater. I like to tell. That is such a cute sweater. I would. I would pick that out. That's a cute skirt. You know, it's nice to have a colleague give you a compliment. We don't expect anything it's not competitive no oh it's it, not competitive. it is no. not competitive heterarchy we no. we are no. it, margaret talk to them i i i don't know i mean i feel like there's a whole discipline out there of people who you know study these sorts of things and so i feel first of all i feel unqualified to sort of you know oh, never feel unqualified a, on this podcast response, but, but more importantly i feel like you know you get what we're all saying. Don't don't play dumb. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell Margaret, I'm gonna tell you I am gonna name names and tell you a story. Okay. It's about your husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will on my lot. on my first day here I wore a shirt manufactured by Cool, K U H L. Uh, uh, okay. And I just put it on yep. and I wore it and guess who I got a comment from? My good Exactly. Oh, wow. And I wow. really I just and then I said, Oh, you're so easy. Because as long as you wear cool it's true. It is his favorite. It uh, is his favorite. Oh, that's right. And, when, right, and so the other day when he was wearing his Filson vest, right? I noticed that because so I'm like a big Filson fan. You're doing the same thing as the women. But it's a very small world. It was one. And one the Filson was one. You do indeed right. understand what we are right. all saying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're just not really. We're not playing along. I don't quite understand. I thought that. Okay. Well. Well, maybe we should move on. Do we have other questions? Okay. Yeah. Anything that we haven't hit. I think we've hit everything. Oh, okay. um, I guess the final question is just trying to make sense of this. Here it is, the last day. Last day. What's 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 it all about? How do you how do you feel? Does it make you feel good? May happy? 1975, Vietnam, the last chopper <laughs> off of the off of the hotel it's feeling. Or extreme. Okay, we'll be back next year. We're, we're giving some. I'm advice. cheering the last session oh, on the last oh, day, so oh, I just need to hang on oh, to the day. And of right. course, everything late is on the last day in the afternoon. So I, I had to give him paper one day. Yes. No, you're wrong because I went to Islamic Seas this morning, oh, and that was. But it's morning. still on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But it's later. Yeah. <laughs> so how much resentment do you do you people who do the later time periods have? about oh, this question. sort of disregard or the, you know, rage, rage against the... Yeah. I don't have any resentment. No resentment. Nope. Okay. Alex? No. It's a very zen attitude. I don't want to get... Ch- I don't it's want not to- resentment. Okay. I just, you know, it's noticeable sometimes. Right. You know, okay. So it's funny at this point. You know, it's it's nothing to feel upset about, but right. it exists. Just, right. Well, I, so I want to say I, I come to ACE or post-AIA, and for many years, actually, I did them both but so I work I work in the classical East um, and every time I'm at AIA I'm in the wrong geographical <laughs> zone. True. Either way we're in the margins. And yeah. when right. I am at ASOR I'm in the wrong chronological right. zone. So yeah. I'm always in some periphery yeah. and never in some <laughs> central point. However, over the years both the AIAs and ASOR have expanded their purview and I have lived long enough to see it happen and be appreciative of it and and it's not just that it's to my benefit I'm interested in how the field has acknowledged its 
initial limitations and tried to widen itself. So for the classical sessions here at ASOR, I'm just happy there are quite a number of them. And they're filled with interesting content. And that's great. When I first started coming to ASOR, it wasn't like that. And I think that both meetings have moved away from just having geographical or chronolo- you know, chronological sessions right, and right. that there's so many more thematic right. things. And it's great because like, you know, you're doing something in the Bronze Age, I'm doing something in the Roman period, but it makes sense together. Right. We have these overlapping themes. Yep. So I really like, because that's the way we teach and I think that's the way we approach a lot of our research. So it's good to get us out of our niches anyway and to have a, a chance to sort of highlight things that are more thematic. Right, right. No, that makes good sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the, the, the times they are changing a little bit. They are. Is, yeah. Hands across the water. <laughs> yeah. But when, on the last the day, I, off, I really do try to learn new things. I like conferences. Right. Well, we stopped yeah. doing that. No, we were very bad examples yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. So she's a very good example of that. Well, yeah, she's right. good at what she does. Exactly. Thank God you came. She's not like, <laughs> it's not like us. No. I love learning new things, and I make it a point to go to sessions that I have no scholarly knowledge about Ooh. or investment in and wow. learn something new that's, that's and I do it every day ecumenicism. and I really like it and at the end of the conference I feel smarter wow. like I know more things never right. thought that that was even Possible? in the cards yeah, yeah it's great. Not for us. you're making yeah. me wish I had gone to more sessions in the last three days <laughs> I learned new things I had a good time here I actually really loved this iteration of ASOR because the smallness of it made me feel that I wasn't missing as much right that yes. was much yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. less yeah. anxiety yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were yeah, there were fewer of those competing sessions. And, right. Uh, yeah. But right. but isn't anxiety part of the ASOR conference experience? I don't approve of that, don't as, approve being, of that. as being built into the experience. It used to be. I think for younger I, scholars, anxiety. Well, it, is whenever I give a paper, it always is. Really? Yeah. I guess I just but I think on this very felicitous note, we should probably thank our guests. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for stopping by, giving us some of your time. Yeah. And we look forward to uh, next conference. I think we all look forward to the next conference yeah. now. That will be great. And it'll be on your home turf and your home turf. Yes. Oh, we'll be in Boston. Boston. We welcome you to Boston. We Alex welcome and you I to are Boston. happy to <laughs> see you a year from now. Yes, Perfect. you can stay in your nice uh, own places and just... Uh, <laughs> or, or you can stay in the hotel, which is always more fun, right? Exactly, because then you can come and join the podcast. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right, and we'll be broadcasting from our booth. We hope. We hope, yeah, we hope. if we're, if we're we still enjoy. around. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, well, we could get between now and then. We could get canceled. We can, we can cancel ourselves. <laughs> we can cancel ourselves. If anyone deserves to cancel themselves. Yeah, it's us, us, probably. And I think on yeah. that note, we yeah. have... Yeah. Uh, well, maybe okay. the Institute will withdraw its support by that time. All right, so. thank you guys very much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got from Chicago. If nothing else, we've learned that the Samson microphone is a nifty piece of tech, that ballrooms are charming but acoustically suspect locations for podcasting, and that whatever you get out of a conference is directly or perhaps inversely proportional to what you put into it. So I'd like to thank my colleagues and also all of our many guests who put up with our shenanigans. I'd like to thank Ares Dessel for our theme music, our sponsors, whoever that is, and remind you to get in touch via comments, email, the U.S. mail, whatever. Anyway, I'm going back to Hoople to get some rest. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs>